everyone. everyone. We're here today to create a safe space for anyone to speak on abstract, controversial, and intriguing topics. I'm Tiffany. I'm Jonathan. And we, we are, are Deep, Deep Thought, Thought Therapy. Therapy. Uh, here for sure all right i think tiffany's still connected in but those that are listening thank you for listening firstly this is deep thought therapy a place a safe space for anyone to speak on abstract controversial and intriguing topics we are deep thought therapy we want others to be invited as guests on this podcast so if you want to be in the next one please let us know um we want to introduce devin devin say hi (laughs) (laughs) hi everybody Uh, i'm devin all right, we're going to introduce him with his starting with his passions. So um, anything that you've you know had passion for, getting into work, play, whatever you want to you know indulge in. All right, uh, fair. Well, um, I guess for the purposes of uh, kind of what we'll be discussing overall, I have a very uh, heavy passion for travel and uh, and communication with other people. I really uh, enjoy meeting and and talking with new people and learning more about uh, not only myself but other people. Uh, through discourse and, and interesting topics. Uh, I have a, a, I don't know what the right word is for it, a deep desire to learn more about philosophy. So I've been doing what I can to study uh, as many different perspectives as I can. And uh, and yeah, I guess I just really have a passion for life. You know, I don't, don't really agree with being a nine to five wage slave and I'm more interested in people. Neither do I, but you got to do what you got to do sometimes, right? Amen. <laughs> Amen. All right. What are you doing for work right now? You don't have to go into the details. Just tell me the title that you're in. Oh, yeah. I am actually the uh, joint production manager at uh, Fat Panda Farms. Oh, nice. Love yeah. it. Not, not I, too bad. I worked in the cannabis industry for a little while. Welcome, Tiffany. <laughs> hey, Tiff. And yeah, uh, it's not a bad industry overall. It's a pretty good job. We've got benefits and PSL and PTO. So it's a good entry-level job to work your way up through. There you go. Sounds great. Tiffany, my signals. Yeah, my signal's real spotty, though. It's okay. We'll work with it. Okay. If you're, if you're okay with it, you could always, I mean, uh, do you have a different connection that you could possibly connect to? I think it was just me trying to shift off of Wi-Fi to data that was causing the issue. Oh, mm, gotcha. I understand that completely. Same. All right. Well, let's go ahead and get started into the discussion. Um, Tiffany, if you'd like any, do you have anything to say before I go ahead and do that? No, we can go ahead. All right, I already introduced Devin to the episode. So the, 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 the topic of the episode today, I will get to in a minute. We want to first disclose that we don't want to favor any one particular belief system. We want to listen and understand all perspectives. We all come from different backgrounds as far as religion and what have you, even just spirituality to the base of it. We just want you guys to know that we're not, or want you to know, the one listening, to, to know that we're not, even though we, we grew up in a particular uh, religion, per se, we don't want to just stick to that in this episode. We want to try and expand to multiple different religions, spiritual outlooks, perspectives as possible. So with that, with that being said, the topic is purpose of existence and death. So basically just the you know, what we're looking at as far as what in the world are we doing here and what in the world is supposed to come after, you know, after these years that, that pass. So that's the topic. Devin, you want to share your thoughts to get the, get it started there? Absolutely. Um, so just a little background on kind of where I come from in terms of this discussion. Uh, I was uh, raised Catholic. I went to church. Uh, we did Saturday evenings instead of Sunday mornings as I grew up. Uh, I did go to a Jesuit high school. And then uh, after that, kind of took a segue away from my spiritual life to, uh, I don't know, I guess, learn myself, learn how to survive as an adult. And now after uh, doing all that, I've kind of come back to it and have now been more interested as, you know, life kind of gets mundane. I think for everybody, when you do the nine to five consistently or however your work schedule works and, and it almost feels like really your purpose is to, you know, make money, pay taxes, pay rent, come home. It doesn't really feel... Uh, in my opinion, like an authentic purpose. Um, yeah, it kind of feels like a simulation. 
yeah uh, we could definitely go into simulation theory at some point too during this because that's Absolutely. that one messed me up for a minute <laughs> yeah there you go go on um yeah so lately i've been uh moving more towards studying kind of like a spiritual point of view uh i don't know if you guys know who duncan trussell is midnight gospel but that kind of mm-hmm. kicked in quite a bit of my interest in, in looking into more of these subjects um and then also coming to terms with uh death i mean I had lost my best friend's mother, and uh, actually, ironically, this was a few years ago, but my father in the same uh, section of time, and I I really started to kind of wonder, you know, uh, should I be looking at death so negatively? Should I be so uh, negatively impacted by losing people? Is that kind of selfish in a way? Um, And then, you know, what what was their purpose in my life, and how did they affect me? And then what is my purpose going to be based off of that? Um, yeah, and I and I'll I'll say that I'm I'm facing those kind of thoughts as well because um, I lost my dad not too long ago. Let's say not even a month ago. Um, actually, yeah, not even a month ago. I'll say. Um, and you know, part of that, if if I may share, you know, I went uh, on for for the the, the one listening. Um, we we usually do a pre-op, and I in the in the pre-op, I I I explain that I'm that I was raised in the LDS Church. And part of that is that there is something after death. And, and you know, I, I still believe that because ghosts, apparitions, things that we hear in the media, granted, I, 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 don't, I don't think that those are fake. I really don't. Um, I think that there's something there, even with the energy that we feel with each other, that that still is evident for me that there's something after this. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is, but I, and I'm not going to solely bank on something that, that you know, that, that, I'm not going to go, yes, this will be there. I'm not going to bank on that because I don't want to get my hopes up. Um, so I'm kind of just leaving that saying that there is something after and there isn't. Then, you know, it doesn't really hurt me that much. You know, it's just that means I'm gone. So I, I just so I, I, t- I take that. And with my dad's passing, I I basically what I told my my family, my siblings and my mom is that you know, we'll, we'll see him again. And it's, you know, this is going to be really hard for us because he's gone. We can't invite him to events anymore. He's not here with us, but mm-hmm. we'll see him again. And um, it's just, this, this is going to be an emotional time for us. We need to honor his death. And even at times where I felt that, you know, what, what if I, I went to the direction of, you know, ending my own life, but what, what would, what would that look like? What would my dad say if, if he saw me after and I told him that I took my own life? I don't think that he would be proud of me. And, right. you know, with his, with his bipolar manic depressant stages, I feel like he's in a much better place now. So with, with, the, with a strong head on his shoulders, with the sickness being gone, I just, I really don't think that he would be proud of me at all. I, I think he would more or less be disappointed and, you know, for, for the Christian part of it, I, I don't think Christ would be happy about that either. But right. with, with his understanding, mm-hmm. I, I, I still, you know, another part of the belief system that I have is, you know, one of the, the, the highest commandments is love one another unto themselves and love thy neighbor like themselves. Mm-hmm. And so love is a very strong thing in my life. And I, I just, I can't, with, with that influence, I, I, I don't think I'd ever be able to take my own life to say that Mm -hmm. so that's my view on it um feel free to to share your input based off that uh tiffany do you have anything that you want to build on on that one well it's interesting for me to think about this in my own perspectives i've actually struggled with suicide from as far back as i can remember i grew up um having a pretty decent childhood and then something traumatic happened in my life which was like the loss of a parent more or less just a breakup and then just separation and never seeing that person again. But mm-hmm. it was the, still the same pain of losing a family member of um, to death, essentially. And so mm-hmm. that really traumatized me from about seven and on. And I internalized it and I had so many questions that no one would answer. And I ended up being really angry with my mother. And that started my whole, like, my borderline personality, bipolarism and depression and everything. All of that just spiraled out of control and when I was 10 11 years old like I was super suicidal and didn't understand my purpose and the only thing that kept me here then was knowing that it would it was the last source of control that would absolutely devastate my mother um Mm -hmm. if I if I ended my life because like that's that's something I can't take back everything else like she could forgive me for I could I could apologize we can work on it whatever 
ending your life you can't take that back and I knew that would forever burden my mom and so I never did that and instead like for the last 10 years I've been working really hard on finding the purpose of life and um about two years ago about two days after Thanksgiving I actually overdosed and I was gone for about 27 hours and I woke up and realized you know hey like obviously (sighs) I still have an opportunity to be here Mm um and now like I'm just trying to, I'm really understanding, Ellen Watts said that the meaning of life is just to be alive. And it's so plain and so obvious and so simple, and yet everybody rushes around in a great panic as if it were necessary to achieve something beyond themselves. And Hmm. that's really been resonating with me the last couple of days. Like, when I woke up and was just like, why am I here? I I told myself, okay, I'm going to find a reason to live today. And I would go outside and I'd look at the trees and it's just like, this is why I'm alive. So I can appreciate this beauty or I'd have some kind of interaction with a friend and it'd start laughing and we would laugh so hard that our bellies ache and we'd start crying. And it's just like, this is why I'm alive. Mm-hmm. And, it, and, it, and then I read a book about understanding and like the process. And when you're a perfectionist, you always have this certain level of achievement that you're trying to accomplish. And then it's just like, when you finally get there, i.e. death, now what? Did, did did you were you so focused on the future that did you ever take the time to actually be present in the moment and enjoy yourself mm-hmm. yeah and and so that's where my focus has shifted to the last few weeks is just being present and aware and i'm i'm hoping that if i love my neighbor as myself and i try to have an ego death and not be narcissistic in my approach to things that if there is an afterlife and there is something that everything I consciously made the choice to do and rationalize like ultimately it's in good favor and that's kind of where I'm at right now yeah and the the beauty of 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 memories is in regards to life as a history um you know it, it that's a huge beauty within itself that's one thing that I've been kind of um reflecting on um when it comes to my dad's death I think I think all my siblings have but um, one thing that I did want to mention, more or less in correlation to the LDS Church, at least from what I understand and what I've been taught, um, again, I don't know how many potential factions there are of the LDS Church that might think differently. Yeah, fair point. But, <laughs> but what I was taught is that we come here to receive a body. We were spiritual beings before uh-huh. this life, and we came to receive, receive our, our experiences learn the difference between right and wrong and receive a body. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, there, there's a spiritual being consciousness um, within ourselves that passed through a veil, which basically erased everything that, or e- either that or stored everything elsewhere at the veil. So that when we then again, return through the veil at, at death, we then remember everything. It's kind of, it's it's interesting to think of it that way, but that's more or less what what people what I've been taught as far as believing in that regard. Um, mm. And then you know, apparently we get judged, and then after we're judged, we're either sent to outer darkness or uh, um, uh, spiritual spiritual existence, which is kind of like a like a waiting room um, kind of situation. But it's like a whole it's a, kind of like a spiritual world. It's kind of I'd say I don't almost think that it's here. It's just hmm. that we, we just kind of wait here to, to move, move on. But oh. when we, when we eventually move on, on the heavenly side versus outer darkness, there's three categories of, of, uh, of heaven. There's a celestial being, terrestrial being and um, terrestrial being, I believe. And there's just three stages. And I, I've never really understood or felt like it was right that there was three stages. I feel like if, if God and Christ really loved us, that, that regardless of what happened, you know, when Christ died on the cross, he said, forgive them for they know not what they do. I feel like that he wasn't just speaking to the people putting that, putting him on the cross. I feel like he was speaking to all mm-hmm. of us. So I, I feel like, especially in regards to my dad's illness, he really had no idea what he was doing. Mm-hmm. So it's, I, I feel like that, you know, even if there is that structure of judgment and three categories of heaven and outer darkness, I still just some of it just doesn't doesn't feel like that that's the case. I feel like we may get judged, which might be more or less a 
reflection of life, which is why people say that they, they see the, the, their life flash before their eyes when they die or whatever. That's kind of a thing. And then, you know, people move on to, to heaven itself. And then I feel like another, another um, uh, concept that the church has kind of uh, taught me is that there was a third of heaven or a third of, of the existent beings that, that followed Lucifer to the dark side for a lack of better terms. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that, that two thirds went to earth to receive a body which I would think would make us stronger, fit, stronger, um, existent, you know, existential beating, uh, beings, which I, you know, you know, kind of makes sense, but at the same time, you know, so I just don't think that the terrible people made it to earth is what I'm saying. I feel like we're all just here to receive a body and to experience these things mm-hmm. and to have a family and to be able to understand what it means to be empath- empathetic mm-hmm. as, as to best of our ability. You know, I feel like the best teacher is is actually going through it yourself. So that's that's my download for you guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you guys can do what do with it what you will, but that's that's my outlook on it. So you can kind of understand my perspective. Definitely. Uh, I mean, and I, I definitely I see a lot of echoes or similarities in both of how you guys described and kind of what I've learned as well, which to me is very. Uh, uh, bolstering or uh, heartening. I don't know if I can use that. That word works correctly without the dis in front of it, but it makes me feel good to hear that other people who have been looking at, looking into this are coming to a somewhat similar uh, uh, understandings. And I think that was kind of the point of the disclaimer at the beginning is to say, hey, you know, like we're working on this, but to everybody, the, the answer is slightly different. Um, and kind of to touch a little bit on what Tiffany was saying earlier, uh, my very first belief of what the purpose of life was, which I'm actually kind of getting back to slowly, but uh, I mean, I'm working on it is that, you know, life was a gift. And so to experience everything we have possible here is, mm-hmm. is the purpose of life to experience everything like the, the good and the bad kind of like how the yin yang, they're both connected, right? Like the antithesis of bad is good. The antithesis of good is bad. They cannot exist without each other. Mm-hmm. Um, like the sun, you can't, you know, you wouldn't appreciate the I sunshine agree. without the rain, you know? So I agree. Yep. So, yeah, um, I, but I do think, uh, for me, for, from what I've learned a little bit and kind of my understanding of it is, uh, that there's a, a reincarnation cycle. So I, I did grow up Catholic where there was, you basically had this one lifetime, right? Where you, you start, you finish at the end of it, you die at that point, your life is judged and you either go to heaven or hell. So live the best possible life you can. However, uh, I've learned more about the, this thing called the Akashic Records, um, mm-hmm. and my, my understanding now has shifted more towards this idea of uh, a consistent uh, cyclical reincarnation cycle, where you go through these uh, different lives to learn different lessons, uh, and, and that all gets stored in the Akashic Records. So it's almost like, and I mean, this has crazy implications for morality, I understand, but like there, there is no wrong answer. Like whatever you do is uh, is kind of supposed to happen, not necessarily. I'll, I'll kind of touch on my beliefs on fate here in a second, but mm-hmm. uh, it, it it's um yeah, whatever comes natural is is more or less supposed to happen. You're supposed to move through your life in the way that you do for these akashic records. I believe that there's a, a greater consciousness that kind of connects all of us. Um, I think that the voice that thinks thoughts in my head is the same voice that thinks thoughts in your head and Tiffany's head. I think that it is just been shaped or molded by these different egos and that's what i connect satan to is the concept of these egos these mm. these desires this selfishness that exists within us that that we need to kind of move away from because i think that that greater consciousness that connects us all is, is that empathy that you feel and that's when you feel the best like tiffany you're talking about when you know you laughed with your friend until your stomach hurt and and that's when life truly feels the best is these connections of, of right. w- with another consciousness or or if you will with, with yourself in a different mirror mm-hmm so, um, yeah, and then in terms – oh, Go sorry. Ahead, sorry. No, you're good. I was just going to really quick run through my, the concept of kind of what I have for the idea of fate, right? So I think the depression, anxiety, a lot of these painful emotions, uh, I think pain is the best teacher overall. Mm-hmm. I think that, you know, it's good, but I think the unnecessary or needless pain is when you start to get into the negative or, or the, the bad side of everything. And so I think that life is kind of like a uh, – and I think this comes from – I want to say Buddha, but I'm not going to be 100% on that. But life is like a cart going down a path, right? And you're mm-hmm. like a, let's say, like a, a donkey or a dog tied to the back of this cart. Now, the cart's mm-hmm. going to continue moving down that path, whether you like it or not. What you can do is either choose to walk with the cart or fight the cart. 
Now, mm-hmm. if you fight the cart, you're running into these feelings of anxiety, of depression, mm-hmm. um, and that, that really push you away from, uh, I, I don't know, empathy and connection. You start to pull away from that because you feel like it's not right. Something isn't okay. Uh, More metaphorical, some ego. You're, being, you're being dragged through the mud and being bled, basically. Perfect. Exactly. And I mean, and I feel like those are what those emotions represent is you not kind of going with the flow of life because you think that there's something else is supposed to happen. Or, or for me, I've realized in my life, my greatest sin that I'm working through is envy because I think that I personally deserve the life of the rich and famous. And I don't understand why everyone doesn't have that life. I think everyone does. And I'm upset in a lot of aspects because I felt like, you know, the world should be my oyster and I should have it much more free. But what I, I'm failing to realize is that it is, it is my, you know, it open just because I don't have the financial means given to me at birth doesn't mean that every experience that I have isn't part of that oyster that I'm eating, if that makes sense. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, <clears throat> I, I could definitely speak to that. I, I've, I'm definitely one to chase after the rich and famous. So we could talk about that after you're done with your, your, your smoke. <laughs> oh, oh, absolutely. I guess, I guess I'll kind of just, I'll pass it off off of that, but I feel like, you know, you know, learning to walk with the cart, uh, I think that a lot of the Buddhist principles, meditation, stuff like that, is to remove the ego, um, to stop with the desires of thinking you deserve or you want or, or something along those lines because desire uh, is the root of, of all, uh, I guess, real, real pain because, you know, you want something and you can't have it. Then, when, you know, what's that saying? You always want something you can't have. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, a lot of times when you get it, you've overhyped it up in your mind. So, yeah. you know, Buddhism is kind of the idea, and that's the one I'm leaning on right now, but again, I'm trying to look into all of them, but it's the idea that, you know, free yourself from that desire, free yourself from that ego, and and, and enjoy the ups and downs of life. Like, that. Mm-hmm. that's kind of what the yin and yang is. It's like, you know, sometimes when you're really, really sad, if, if you're good at your meditation, you can take a step back from being really, really sad and say, I appreciate how hard this moment is. Because this moment being so difficult will make me appreciate a good moment so much more later in life. And right. it kind and, of evens dare, it out. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and dare make you better. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Well, and I have something I can speak to that too, um, that I find really interesting. So I, I've recognized lately more so than ever in my life that relationships are like a more like, like a portal or a mirror into where you're at in your life. Literally, like, yeah. Every person I've dated, every person I've like tried to been romantically involved with, or even just had a friendship with, like their struggles I've noticed were the struggles that I were presently dealing with. And then when they left my life, so to speak, or moved on to what they had going on, like I kind of didn't have those problems anymore. And then new people would come into my life and then the same thing would happen. They'd vent about something or they'd be going through some kind of madness and it, it just with exactly what I'm going through and mm-hmm. and I think it's also fascinating too when you were talking about like right and wrong because moralistically everyone is completely skewed on how they view things my friend they have multiple felonies and in you know in prison in a different lifestyle it's okay to to be in a fight or flight response where you might need to murder somebody like it's okay to to do these extreme things that have been considered unlawful by, L- by let me clear something up types. murder murder is not okay well no but the feelings of it is fine yeah well <laughs> no i mean depending on the situation it's it's really contingent on on if you can justify it well like, and, and, if, and, if you're running for your life and it's a matter of right do i sacrifice myself or do i sacrifice them moralistically right. that's still murder and so you have to justify where you're coming from on that. And you're speaking more on the self-defense factor. Yeah. Okay. But I just think it's, I mean, morals in general are skewed based on your experience and right. how you were brought up. No, I agree. And what were you going to say, Devin? Oh, so on that note, sorry, uh, I do feel like, okay, and this is no, no offense, but this is just something that I've seen. And I, I mean, no offense, not to either of you guys, obviously, but to what I'm about to speak on. I nope. feel like the Judeo-Christian belief of a singular lifetime and the mm-hmm. idea that you get char- you get char- uh, judged at the very end of this lifetime has built this necessity or this this requirement to stay alive. So I do kind of agree with John in terms of you know the feelings of, of murder and stuff like that are understandable mm-hmm. uh, to an extent. 
But I, I do believe that uh, death isn't what we think it to be. I do not believe it's the end. I do not believe it's a transfer to the next uh, right. existence or plane of existence. I think it'll be the end of your story. So so in my personal opinion, and this is just me, I, I believe that, you know, in those situations, if it's your time to die, uh, you know, you kind of you will die. You, you can fight it as much as you want, you know, and in a situation, right. maybe maybe it is your lesson to learn this life, how to work over killing somebody for that exact right. moment. And so those are all like kind of back to that idea of there is no wrong answer and the Akashic records, right? Right. Like, I mean, the person that you are, I mean, I would assume hasn't experienced murder yet, right. but maybe in a certain uh, existence or lifetime, the soul that's within you needs to understand the implications, the feelings that come with that. Like all of these things are valid to the greater the greater consciousness because right. it learns from them. So for me, I mean, that's kind of helped me with the understanding of death as well. Like I understand that it's, it's not this this end and then the people are getting judged and they could possibly be in hell. It was a lesson to be learned for both people. The person that almost died had to experience or that did die had to experience this feeling of of mortality, of the end, you know, something along those lines, maybe mm -hmm. of of making the incorrect decision to have somebody come after you in that way. Whereas right. the person that was doing the murdering has this this lesson to learn of, you know, maybe working through their anger or their their aggression or maybe learning right. true empathy through that feeling of like, oh my gosh. You know, I, I ended another person's experience. You know, how does that, how does, how am I going to live with that? How, what do I think about that continually? You know, all of these lessons that come with it. Well, I think that it's been, we've been very heavily, uh, let's say, conditioned to believe that the death is the worst thing that could happen to you. Right. And in my personal opinion, a cage without any experience, no, nothing that you could possibly do in your life, just staying in one small room by yourself, completely isolated, is in, is, in my opinion, worse than death. Because right. the, we are social creatures. That empathy, that connection is what we kind of live for. Right. Yeah. You might well, actually and, die if you're isolated like that. You know? Right. You yeah. Die on your own. Well, yeah, and the exactly. reason why I even thought of that is because I've been doing a lot of studying on the ancient Mayans. And they mm -hmm, have a lot mm -hmm. of pyramid and sacrificial temples that they thought was offering to the gods. And, mm -hmm. and they have this whole belief system that, that sacrificing a child or, or someone in the, choosing to end their life at an altar physically is something that's blessed and holy whereas now our natural beliefs are like that's sacrificial that's evil that's dirty we we've, we've lost that and we've so, lost connection with the cyclical nature i think i think we are very much focused on this a to b focus of we born we die mm -hmm. and we don't realize that our soul or our spirit is in some form eternal you know mm -hmm. And that's that's why I brought up murder. I just wanted to tie that together. So that I'm just like, think about murder over there. <laughs> oh, you're fine. I mean, murder, I think... murder, murder on the mind. Yeah, everyone's had you know negative emotions at some point and had those thoughts. I think. I mean, I'm not going to say, you know, that uh, that they're necessarily healthy, but they are okay to have and they are okay right. to experience because it's necessary you know, to learn yourself. I would say that it is healthy. You know, in, in, in a way having those those anger thoughts you, you need to experience them to know how to manage them right so i yeah. definitely think it's healthy yeah and it, i think um, it works through pride too you know absolutely i think every emotion has its course and you, you kind of need to experience that's kind of again that's another thing that life is all about you gotta have to experience all the emotions of life and able to know how to manage them in that sense right and appreciate mm -hmm. them too right mm -hmm. so there you go well yeah i think that you know and there's there's a major force in the world right I, I kind of just call it love and the absence of love but i mean there's other ways to to communicate that and i think that uh through some of these emotions experiences difficult times hardships depressions anxieties murderous thoughts you learn empathy for people who are in those as well Mm -hmm. And like kind of something that brings a lot of fulfillment to my life and or touching back on kind of what my purpose is, I want to I want to get a bus and I want to go around and meet as many people as I can to really increase my level of empathy to be able to communicate with any person. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is really what brings uh, brings that feeling of, of complete to you. You know, it brings you this ability to really connect with anybody and maybe if I do that well enough, you know, I'll have the ability to help people that are in difficult situations realize things uh, like th that it's okay, that they shouldn't be depressed and beating themselves up because, you know, someone stole their girlfriend and they've been thinking about killing them and they know that's wrong or something along those lines. And I can help them work through that instead of them just sulking and living in that negativity because it's almost like wasting the gift that you were given to consistently put yourself through a uh, pointless pain. Absolutely. That is right. Yeah. To, I mean, to speak on that, I... You know, I, I wrote down here on my notes, courage and empathy or social situation, you know, as far in regards to empathy, you were talking about and, and going out and telling people, you know, that, you know, 
that, 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 you know, they have a purpose and what have you, whatever you want to tell them. Um, you know, back at, you know, a few years ago, I didn't, I didn't know how to even confront really anyone that I didn't know. Yeah. I, I was more or less felt like I was impeding on their, on their, um, on their business or what they were doing at that moment. Mm-hmm. And there are times for that, even, even now, but I've, I've gone through situations where it's no longer really that it's, I just, you know, if I feel the need, if I, if, if I like e- even the need inside me, if I felt like it was absolutely necessary, I would even be like, well, what are they going to think? And that would stop me in my tracks. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's j- just to bring that up as far as relatability, um, empathy wasn't always as easy um, to, to come across, um, back in the day, I'd oh, say. I'm, I'm going to take a quick second really quick to gas you guys up as well, because, you know, my great purpose of, you know, it, what I believe my life's adventure is, I think you guys are doing in your own way in this podcast, which is something that I really admire and respect. And part of the reason I want to be a part of it and discuss this stuff is because you guys are bringing empathy to people. You know, even the three of us are involved in this conversation right now, but I, I guarantee that a lot of the things we're discussing right now and, uh, and in your, your previous episodes applies to so many people so right. through through this podcast you guys are basically doing the same thing that i'm hoping to do and, and in, a, in a major way and i i just i just want to say thank you and i really appreciate what you guys are doing here oh, absolutely well, <laughs> please please do do what you feel is right even if it seems copycatish. please just do it because oh, absolutely uh, to, to to bring my next point which i thought of while while y'all were talking um but is is the the flow of life which i consider as energy so it, it, i i think of the world as like a an ocean of energy so basically i like know, that have you ever looked at a a map of how the wind flows uh, the, through the earth yeah yeah and, and i think uh i think it was geography we covered a lot of that when i was yeah, younger so basically it's that way we, we, we're we're here in this point right now we're just passing through a particular moment in our life and whatever the energy takes us is, is going to take us to a completely new, new situation. So in regards to what I was just speaking to you, as far as even if it feels copycatish, please do it because you're going to have your own version of this. Even mm-hmm. if it's the same topic, oh, yeah. even if it's the same episode, even if it's the same people and we come on your podcast next time and we talk together it's yeah. going to be a completely different string of life absolutely. so don't don't feel shyish at all to go ahead and hop on that boat <laughs> absolutely I, so, I think that kind of speaks to like that that concept of uh the akashic records which i, I kind of said it a few times yeah. but okay. yeah the, the idea of you know each person has their individual experience and how they experience the world and live their truth is important because mm-hmm. even if we did the exact same thing like all three of us did the exact same thing we'd all have three entirely different interpretations and experiences absolutely oh that is so uh, so awesome that you said that i need to pull up something really quick keep talking okay <laughs> um all right. I, I wanted to kind of touch on a little bit some, something that tiffany said earlier because i've kind of been writing notes throughout this as well to try and remember the things that yeah. pop into my head as you guys speak uh and she was kind of talking about how relationships end up being you know these intent uh, i would say more intense mirrors uh, our relationships specifically i mean friendships and stuff like that are, are lighter mirrors mm-hmm. but in a relationship you're truly trying to be uh, you, you know, in almost in someone's head uh, consistently. I mean, that's that's what you want to do. You want to understand them, love them, empathize with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I have this this personal belief that is another thing that I, I kind of feel is not necessarily like a bad thing, but that uh, a Judeo-Christian kind of mentality has kind of made difficult in our existence, especially in Western culture, is uh, the idea that pe- people are chapters, in my, in my opinion, even relationships. Yep. Like everyone is a chapter in your life. And to think that you're going to meet another main character in your life and they're going to stay with you forever. I mean, that, that's a, that's a interesting concept. And so something that's really helped me in a lot of my relationships has been communicating that early on. They're mm-hmm. like, I, I don't necessarily believe in this, this idea of one partner forever. I mean, I think that if it happens, that's awesome. You know, I'll spend, I'll spend my 90 years left or whatever on this planet with this person. And that's great. But my next life, maybe it'll be a different person or, or however it works in the reincarnation cycle. And mm-hmm. I think that that takes a lot of pressure off of having to be perfect in these relationships mm-hmm. and helps you learn from these mirrors because every you have a different mirror at a different time when you have a different lesson that is prevalent in your life absolutely right and yeah so, some people are meant to stay there for the rest of your life Granted, True. They're, they're not going to be there for your whole life you know not from day one of course not well that'd, exactly. that'd be a little that'd be a little weird unless <laughs> unless, unless they're a twin that, that yeah. would make sense yeah um but um 
in, in, uh, I think I, I had, a, had a thought, but it slipped. That'll ha- happen sometimes. Fair, fair. Well, <laughs> Anybody it, have anything to say? <laughs> I, I could continue a little bit on this subject, too. Uh, in relation to kind of what you're saying in terms of the people that are there from the beginning, like a twin, right? I think right. that I was speaking more specifically on relationships and friendships being chapters, whereas I think right. family is more of a main character kind of situation. They help develop right. you and, and make you into the person that you are. Mm-hmm. So these, these mm-hmm. people that you are, are, you know, bound to through relation, blood, that you can't really the, – the, I mean, for parents, the traumas and, and lessons they teach you, the morals, that's going to affect you for the rest of your life. Right. Um, these interactions you'll have for the rest of their life, assuming you outlive your parents, which most people do. Um, so, you know, those, those are more of a main character subject. Um, Mm -hmm. but in terms of kind of relationships, I guess it was just, it's made life a little, I've been able to appreciate people more thinking that they're not going to be permanent. I have a lot less, uh, regret or anxiety or fear of losing them. Um, knowing that we're going to continue to do whatever we do until we have both learned the lessons that we need to, and that's okay. And it's okay to continue to grow from that, you know? That is so important to think of, too. I used to have this huge irrational fear that people were going to get close and then they were just going to walk away. And I'm, I'm also, like, in the last few months, really, since all this COVID things hit, like, I'm really reevaluating the way I handle situations and relationships. And it's, it's important to recognize that like, you just need to appreciate the time that you have with somebody. You've got to stop worrying about the things you don't know. Because you're going to manifest those own fears. You're going to bring to fruition what you're worrying about without Mm -hmm. even realizing you're doing it. And it's important just being present. And if you want somebody to be a part of your life for, you know, the rest of your existence here, then you have to be present and enjoy every moment you have with them. And not good and the bad, good and the bad and not be focused on what happens tomorrow. We still got to deal with today and take it one step at a time. And then I wanted to say, too, I found what I was talking about earlier raised to what you were saying a minute ago, Devin. Cool, um, cool. It says, uh, this is something I wrote like two years ago, but it says the difference between you and someone else is everything. While they may give the best advice, everyone has their own experiences and takes on things. Even if they were in the exact scenario as you, we all have a choice to respond in our own way. And then I asked a question. I said, are you going to sit around and listen to everyone else's experience or are you going to make it your own? How do you mm-hmm. want to, li- how do you, or how do you want to? What do you want to do with your life? Do you want to help others? How? And then my response was by living and not letting life get the best of me. And then it's how. Okay, so it's like, um, I don't I want I don't want to know really what to think. My mind's mine's pretty clouded. You know, I, I tend to think about everything at once, but then when I start to focus on it, I don't think of anything at all. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, um, is a definition of uh, some wondering like I like I only think to respond and then I do respond and I was wondering like is that the definition of madness? Sometimes I wonder if I'm going insane, but who's to decide where sane is? Mm-hmm. I want to change, but then I don't put in my own efforts. How am I to believe someone else if I don't change the way that I think? Just because someone else has been in my shoes doesn't mean we'll have the same outcome. And right. how do you love others if you don't love yourself? How do mm-hmm. you show others love if all you wish for is death? And mm-hmm. then I asked a further question, like how did I become so angry? Why am I so bipolar right now? Why can't I make decisions and stick to them? Why do others' actions so heavily influence my own? Why do I constantly hate myself if I lack the motivation to fix it? So what's making me feel this way? If it's the past, then I recognize at that moment in time, I need to let it go. If it's the future, it's not here yet. And Mm -hmm. the present is only as bad as what you're making it. So maybe Mm -hmm. you're not all that you thought you were, and that's why the cycle keeps repeating. Maybe there's something you're not learning. You can't go your entire life wearing a mask, expecting people to still be there for you. They might be, but they might also be the wrong kind of people. Don't Mm -hmm. toy with someone else's mind if you can't even make up your own. Why care what people think if they're not actively trying to be a part of your life? What matters more to you? Someone's spoken opinion or their actions? What matters, or sorry, what makes you better than someone else if your actions don't have much to say either? Hmm. I like that a lot. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. I just think it, yeah. it really ties into what we were talking about. So there's a lot of thought provoking yeah. questions there. Yeah, and and there's a quote that that I think has gone around quite a few quite a few times, or at least for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. If you don't believe in something, you'll fall for anything. So I think that ties into what you're what you were talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, oh. no, go ahead. Oh, and I was I was just gonna add one more kind of quick popular saying too. Uh, uh, it's kind of a I don't know ironic how the language worked out. 
but the word present and the word present, you know, it has two meanings, you know, mm -hmm. and I think that mm -hmm. the present being present is a present. And I think that, you know, they say, if you focus on the past, you struggle with depression. If you focus on the future, you struggle with anxiety, but the point is to kind of live in the present and just interpret it and, and experience everything then and there. And I think that our society is very focused on, you know, where am I going to be in 50 years or damn, I wish my mom hadn't, you know, been on drugs my whole life because now I have these certain problems and I wish I didn't have these problems. And just living in the present kind of as you were speaking, I think really relieves a lot of that, you know, mm -hmm. it gets rid of a lot of that, those, those negative, unnecessary pains to go through. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. And, and to go off of more or less relationships one more time, um, this is from memory. I literally tried searching this quote, but if you guys, you guys know the Tyler Perry Medea. Mm-hmm. I love Medea. <laughs> I love Medea too. Um, she said it in a it's a popular or a, a viral video that keeps popping up my feed every now and then. But it's basically she's she's doing that work. I guess it's he, but she's doing a um, a, a skit, basically a live a live um, performance for people, and she she basically tells uh, probably a, um, a nephew probably you know as far as the roles go in the play yeah um that every you know some people are 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 a branch some people are a leaf and they they have to fall or you know that they, they have their time mm -hmm. you know and then we have to treat everybody like like a potential time like like they have a potential um what what's what's the word expiration Timer. date yeah yeah expiration date and and it's just we need to decide also we need to to to, to consciously decide which people are going to be what because this is our tree this is this is our life this is our relationship this is our relationship with them so I, if, I, they, if they aren't feeding you water to to allow you to grow then you might as well just cut them off i i agree but i only have one slight tweak to to what i believe in, in terms of relation to what you just said i think that mm -hmm. the the idea of of consciously deciding is um almost kind of uh, eh kind of more of a myth i think that the people that you experience that will be the branches or maybe even be part of the the uh the tree itself aren't mm -hmm. aren't necessarily decided i think you you end up connecting with these people in a way that is undeniable but i mean the big part is that that conscious effort you have to be careful with it because uh kind of as i was touching on earlier i think that the expectation right like i expect this person to be a branch mm -hmm. and then you end up finding out that they're a leaf well now now you have this very heavy heavy heart maybe you're like i really thought this was going to be something more important and unfortunately uh, it didn't work out that way and so now you're starting to get into these these unnecessary negative emotions whereas right. you, you know if you kind of remove that expectation and just do that kind of present thing where you just experience them and, and you know whatever they, yeah. they come they go whatever happens at least for the time you were in interacting with them you lived in the present you were there you felt the emotions right. with them that kind of thing yeah, and I think Medea, the, re the reason why she brought it up in that skit or in that play is, is the fact that if, if they're bad for you, you need to let them go. Mm -hmm. You cannot just hold on to them. You Agreed. need to let them go. Yeah. I had a, so, yep. a seven-year seven on-again, off-again relationship. And when I oh, finally <laughs> split that relationship up, it felt like I was breaking my own heart. But the growth that I went through since that breakup has been exponential. And I, I truly feel like I have become such a more fulfilled person because I had to let go, I, I tried to hold on to something that I had already learned the lesson from and was mm -hmm. just trying to ignore the lesson so that I could continue having these experiences with this person when it really mm -hmm. wasn't the best for for either of us. And that it was yeah. hard for both of us to accept. But since that, I think we both have grown. I mean, I'm still friends with this person. I still mm -hmm. try to communicate with them. But That's good. Yeah. I feel like that's a common theme for a lot of people. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I hope so. But I understand some people, you know, end up in such situations where they they have to remove themselves completely and i mean i i understand that as well you know right well i want to speak to that too though but i think it's important to not judge somebody for how they need to cope with a situation and not be toxic right. while you mm -hmm. think it might be toxic to just have that complete silence and not have any kind of communication for a week or two to that other person they think it's more toxic to sit here and argue with you day in and day out and mm -hmm. mentally go insane grasping for straws i'm trying to fix a situation for right. me and personally, the... it's so much easier for me to separate myself from all the emotions, collect my thoughts, take a couple of days to gather myself, and then sit down and rationally communicate where the problem was, what I did wrong, what they did wrong, and mm -hmm. how we can come to a conclusion. Right. Communication is, is, a, is a hyper key. And um, 
what one thing is is you know you guys have probably heard about love languages and oh, yeah. personality mm-hmm. yeah. tests and being a type four or what have you things uh, things of that nature it also kind of ties into astrology uh, as i think tiffany and i um uh, discovered i think it was in the first episode yeah. um but essentially um we, we we need to communicate how we know we are to the to our relationships whether that be someone that you're in love with whether it be someone that you're having a a a, a longer time fling with not just a one night stand but um and and just just your friends mm-hmm. like being able to communicate who you are and and more or less how how you take things in how how not necessarily how you expect things because expecting things out of someone else is kind of a douche move mm-hmm. um right. but <laughs> but for for you to explain and, and to ask questions about them not tell people who they are but you know the the, the those prior um that that's a really good thing to you know do for your friends do for your relationships just be the receiving end mm-hmm. not the, don't don't shoot the gun just yeah just just let it be and and kind of uh to build to build on that um i think that uh you have to be very honest with yourself you, mm-hmm. you know yeah, for a course. lot of that to even even work you know if you have this idea of yourself in your head that isn't really who you are i mean it makes it very difficult for you to to communicate effectively you know instead you right. start ending up shooting those bullets instead of being able to you know help, help somebody else because you're like well i'm like this and you should be like this or, or something along those lines right. that's a right. very common parenting one right there and then uh, really quick to, to tie all this kind of back into the main focus, uh, I think that uh, we're all really kind of discussing, in, in my opinion, very heavily what, what the meaning of life is. This, right. this right. connection, this, this interaction with these mirrors. And so this long term ties into your soul's growth. And I think, I mean, so I do believe that there is a next plane of existence. Mm-hmm. And I think through these connections, these mirrors, these deeper relationships, friendships, things like that, not only do you, you know, learn about other people, but I think eventually kind of where I've gotten is that you learn that we're, we're all kind of one, like we're all helping each other move forward on this. Yep. And that when we do, uh, I, I call it ascension. Um, so the Buddhists call it reaching the wheel of Nirvana. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Catholics call it heaven. These concepts, I think the LDS has like three different levels of heaven, which I actually really like because I think that not necessarily three, but I do think that there are higher forms of existence. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that through these mirrors and experiences, when you get to the place of of uh, just just love, you know, and, and interacting in love, then you're able to kind of move to this this next uh, this next realm of existence. Because personally, I believe that the idea of heaven or the Nirvana wheel um, is is a plane of abundance. And right mm-hmm. now we kind of, like I was saying earlier, to kind of tie into my, my sin that I, I battle with is this envy concept because there it feels like there isn't an abundance here. So I think that if you take, if you can remove selfishness or, you know, be self-aware to an extent and still face everything with love, that that is the way to ascend or to move to the next level. It's part of the reason Jesus died on the cross and said, forgive them for they know not what they do, right? Because mm-hmm. he felt genuine love for everybody. And right. so right. To, to move to the next level, you can't have these selfish, egotistically driven uh, motives in your life or else you, you could taint the next level, right? Like it wouldn't make sense to have, to have this selfish person in the world of abundance right. because if you existed in the world of abundance you would you know try to take from others or think that you deserve more or something along these lines yeah i had a yeah. quick question for you Devin. Maybe you can continue on your thoughts so why what, what makes you feel like you don't live in a world of abundance is it because you lack the material possessions that you seek well see and that's that's a very good point um and so on, on that exact thing, I, I've actually been shifting more towards, um, thankfully, actually, through some recent relationships and communication with people that I do actually live in the world of abundance. And what mm-hmm. I thought I needed to, to have mm-hmm. was, uh, you know, more material, but really like kind of the, the back to that point of life. It's interacting with people. It's those connections okay. that you make that that's the true existence. And I mean, uh, the idea of reincarnation, you know, maybe heaven really is here. Maybe we are on heaven. Maybe we're in purgatory. Maybe we're hell. If your arguments for all three and they're very uh, mm-hmm. perspective based, it's very interesting to communicate with people who have that different perspective of whether we're in the middle ground or the mm-hmm. top or the bottom. Right. Um, but I, I do think that, uh, I, I don't know, I've, I've learned a lot about, I mean, I've experienced uh, quite a bit on psychedelics. I feel like those are good spiritual tools. Oh yeah. Absolutely. And, and I've experienced these, these, uh, this realm that I, I can't deny exists of a place of, of genuine love and of communication that's just open and free and, and ge- just 
the whole world is your oyster. So like, right. uh, it would be like if you wanted a jet ski on the ocean, well, in this other world, you would just feel that motion instantly. And it wouldn't even be like you had to do the action. Like the emotions would be there for you to experience right. initially. So yeah, I, I think that we could be in the world of abundance, but I'm not necessarily, you know, this is kind of what I'm struggling with. Part of the reason I wanted to come here is because like, you know, what, what is this plane? Is there another right. plane up? And, and I mean, is perspective really the, the end all be all in terms of heaven, hell and, and purgatory? Yeah, I almost question if perspective is the plane that you're looking for, because like I know in periods of my life, I've been through what I would literally call hell. I've been through periods of my life, but it would feel like I was in some type of nirvana. Like, everything was absolutely amazing for a couple of years. Like, no no regrets, no nothing. And then I have periods where it just feels like I'm in this mundane existence and I'm here mm-hmm. to learn a lesson. And it's just like, I, I almost question if the, the whole concept of life after death is something we already ex- experience in a day-to-day basis on mm-hmm. a, a timeline that we don't recognize. Well, and so the only reason that my my one main my biggest argument, mm-hmm. right, for this not being the world of abundance, is well, I mean, and it comes down if you boil it down, is is man, right? We have this power structure that exists that, in my opinion, uh, and, and a lot of people that I've met actually more consistently than not, and mm-hmm. I think a lot of the media tries to push this the opposite direction, is I meet a lot of empathetic people. People mm-hmm. looking for connection, even the people that uh, seem like they're, you know, egotistical or negative are really just lacking this this, this genuine connection between right. another person. So uh, I think that, I, I don't know, I think that this plane uh, with the, the power structures, it, it starts to make me question, right, whether or not this is the, the world, uh, the, the, the highest plane or the next level or whatever, because I spend, you know, I spend, I, I work four tens uh, at where I work. So I spend 40 hours a week doing something that in, in my mind is very mundane, very, I, I disagree with it. I don't like spending my time there. I mean, it's, it's, an, it's an okay job, but yeah, but it doesn't really, uh, it doesn't, it doesn't really fulfill me. I feel like I'm doing something for somebody else and I don't even, I don't have a connection with the ownership. So I don't feel like I'm, I'm earning money for somebody who I don't even know. It just feels very disconnected. I agree. Right. But, I agree. But on that same note, right, like if I shift my perspective and just focused on the connections with the employees that I work with and the people around me, wouldn't that also make this time that I have deemed mundane because I have to earn money to pay my bills? Maybe that would make it more fulfilling. Exactly. And so these are kind of the the back and forth that I struggle with in terms of like, is this the realm of abundance? Because we are forced to do something that we might not necessarily agree with. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Yeah. Oh, and the, sorry. The, oh, you're good. I, I was kind of ending, but I also had one more point that kind of came up late. Uh, mm-hmm. The concept, uh, I think it's the Hindus have this idea of uh, something called seva. I'm not sure mm-hmm. if I'm saying that right, but it's the concept of selfless love. And in mm-hmm. their mind, mm-hmm. selfless love is what uh, pleases is the great master, which in their mind, I think is the God. I'm not 100 percent sure I'm still studying this, mm-hmm. but I think that that level of just selfless love mm-hmm. uh may open up exactly may open up this this idea of abundance and the world for you i mean people talk about conscious creation mm-hmm. and i think that you know this concept of money right is a poison because money makes you think that i need this much money to do this thing right. when really i think if you interact with the world in a loving way and, and you you know you, you take the drive and you kind of interact in these different ways and you have these connections with people it the provides. things that you yeah exactly mm-hmm. and so i think that's sometimes where i battle with i think I think this realm could be any of them, mm-hmm. but I think that what you focus on in terms of like financial issues or, or whatever you may see the world as can really hold you in a certain perspective. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I agree. this is the world of, of, of finance at the very least right. uh, and a very, you know, uh, watered down way of saying it. Right. And so to get over that and to move past that is, is kind of, the, I think partially the goal, I guess I'm kind of coming to this realization during this, this conversation, but I think that, that that might be a very heavy goal of, of this is to, to reduce the, the selfishness, right? Because there's a selfishness yeah. level when I want to do – I want to jet ski on the ocean and I don't want to be at work right. all day. And that's just because <laughs> right. I think that's the best, most fun thing to do ever. And I don't want to, you know, in, interact and do the mundane stuff. But if right. I had the selflessness of like, okay, well, I can help these people that I don't even know and, you know, and help them make their money or whatever. And I'm just happy being, then then maybe – I will truly, you know, reach the state of nirvana, of the, of where the Buddha reached, or something along those lines. Right. Right. And and it's good to focus, even though you're you have that that perspective and helping people. It's good to focus on things that you want, even if it's just feelings, if it's even if it's just words, if it's even if it's pictures of things that you haven't had yet. 
part of the law of attraction that you probably I, heard I love you mentioning that. Yes. <laughs> the law of attraction, you know, as I mentioned, as far as the, the, the flow of life being like an ocean of energy, right? The law of attraction, you, you basically just um, providing that flow, a, a particular energy from yourself, from within yourself mm-hmm. to gravitate towards that particular part of the ocean if you will mm-hmm. yeah um so that's that that's very important for for each one of us to focus every day if you can to uh on those things that that we are looking for things that we want things that we desire even if it's something as crazy as going on the ocean and jet skiing every every afternoon yeah right so that that's very very important to uh focus on so. well and and we live in this world right uh, a very scientific focused world of empirical evidence mm-hmm. and it's very hard to prove any of this in, empirically you know i mean I, i've had right. experiences with my conscious creation where i undeniably know it's real but i'm the only one that can prove that i had the thoughts that pushed this thing into existence right. So I think that, you know, not necessarily that science is a danger, but I think that a lot of the world of, of man, of empiricism, of finance, pulls you away from the true, uh, the, the power within. And I don't, right. I don't like the word right. power because I feel like it kind of insinuates no, okay. better and worse. But you do have this intrinsic ability to create the world around you. And I would even argue that everything that you currently have in your life and the, the way that you live is in some way connected to your conscious creation, whether you are aware of it or not. Right. Right. I just feel like science is a is a documentation of what we are able to see. Yeah. yeah. It's not necessarily something, you know, documentation of things we're able to feel. That's something that we are not ever going to be able to document in this life. Yeah. You know what I mean? We can yeah. possibly document when once we're dead, but we don't know what's what's on the uh, on the opposite side of that veil if if, mm-hmm. if you catch my drift. Well, and I, on that um, note, I had a question for Tiffany. You had a, a NDE, a near death experience. You said, How, what mm-hmm. did you experience during that time? I mean, you came back and said, you know, I have this life to live, but you had. It was like 20 something hours where you didn't know if you were. I mean, how, what was that experience like in terms of experiencing the other side t- to a minor extent? I don't remember anything. I just, oh. yeah. Mm-hmm. So what's interesting is that I don't dream hardly ever. Um, mm-hmm. I've, I've only really dreamed like a handful of times that I can remember. In nine out of those 10 times, it's always nightmares of where I'm being like chased down and murdered by something. Oh, um, and so for the most part, when I go to sleep, I go into this like deep relaxation where everything just feels like free and airy and like you're kind of floating on a cloud or like a flying so to speak but i'm not consciously aware of my body it's more of just it's kind of like astral planning i guess Mm -hmm. but i'm not actually without leaving your body i'm not actually planning into any existence i'm just cruising and uh, and i'm not visually looking at anything or anything like that it's just i'm just there uh, and and i i just i remember not even knowing that I overdosed, first of all. Like, I knew what I was doing in the moment because I, I was the one who combined the substances to get myself so high. Mm-hmm. And I remember, like, being super delirious and dizzy. And then I thought I went to sleep, honestly. Mm-hmm. I thought I went to sleep. And then I woke thought up. Thought you knocked out. Yeah, I woke <laughs> up, like, 27 hours later. And my friend was like, nah, man, like, I had to resuscitate you. You stopped breathing. Like, it was pretty oh, early. And I was like... I had no idea. I thought I was That's just crazy. asleep. Yeah. And then I woke up and was just like, shit, okay, I guess I'm still here. I have a purpose and yeah, I, I need to be more open-minded. That was the one I wanted to say earlier. I just hadn't said it yet. But no, it's no okay. I think it's important. The whole existence of life is being open-minded. Mm-hmm. When you're closed-minded well, and you're shut off and you're dead set mm-hmm. in your ways and you're stubborn and your ego, like that's where you start to create chaos in yourself. It's the but worst whenever, way to live. But whenever you start being open-minded and accepting that maybe your viewpoints are skewed or that other people have a different perspective and then that they're not wrong for having their perspective. Right. And and be more accepting than life ha- like gives it, it presents its own purpose to you. Mm-hmm. Of course. I agree. We're glad you're here with us, Tiffany. Oh, yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> I'm glad I'm here too. It was yeah. Fun, I had, yeah. Some, had some demons I had to fight through. Well, see, but I had this obsession with death from as young as I can remember. Like that was my yeah. answer. That was my cure all. And so I finally built up enough courage to achieve the cure all. And then it was just like, okay, well, I didn't really solve much of anything. If any, I mean, right. got a good mm-hmm. nap out of it. I'm glad. <laughs> like I threw up violently the next day. It wasn't very fun. 
And then right. I was terrified of drugs forever. Like, I mean, it's good within reason I should be, but like I was terrified of drugs and like being around people who did drugs and stuff. Cause it like triggered some weird, like, Oh my gosh, I did that. Like sensation yeah. that I wasn't Shock. wanting to feel. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And now like through psychedelics, I've learned to, to be more understanding and, and aware that it's just when you feel like you have absolutely no sense of control in yourself reaching that point where you are able to have that control and then releasing it mm-hmm. it's it's so freeing and it absolutely. opens my eyes up and yeah i have some bad days where i get down and those thoughts will resurface but it's nothing ever compared to what it was and more now than anything i just try to love people and help them understand exactly what we're doing here why are we why yeah. are we even alive yeah. Right. And yeah, so I mean, it would solve all of my problems, but it wouldn't solve anybody yeah. else's problems. And so right. I care about everyone else more than I do myself to that extent. So because I mean, I've already been there, but to that extent, like I don't want to be that lasting burden that Tiffany did all this stuff and accomplished everything, and then she ended herself. Mm-hmm. Like right. I want, I want to, I won't be able to see the, the tree that I planted, but I want to still plant the seeds that'll bear the fruit for tomorrow. Yeah, That's a still- beautiful metaphor. I love that metaphor. <laughs> yeah. You still want your tree to stand yeah. for people to see. And, mm-hmm. and if people see me as somebody who, while I had really hard demons to face and some dark battles and I got super suicidal more times than once, like, and I still persevered and I still rose above and I still mm-hmm. tried to be happy and loving and caring, like, that says so much more about my character than it than just me ending it. Yeah. Right. So I, I do have a few more things, a few things to talk about. If that was it, Tiffany, I yep. don't want to cut you off. That's all. Okay. We're getting close okay. to an hour though. So. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I noticed that. I was like, I, I don't there. know how, how soon you guys want to stop. I have some more points, but I'll, I'm willing to stop whenever you guys are. Yeah. So I just have a few more things um, to, to hop off of what Tiffany was saying. You know, I'll just say that legacy is definitely an important thing to think about. Mm-hmm. Um, whether like that, that be to, to the family that'll grow behind you and to just people that may find your story, you know, it, legacy is really important um and then to hop on what devin was speaking on as far as you know like for a lack of better terms you know the angel and the devil on your shoulder you know Mm -hmm. the the conscious Mm -hmm. minds that you have the Mm -hmm. the experiences that you have you know Uh, i was going to speak more in regards to um my lds teachings um and what we like to call the the positive side of that is the holy ghost and and i think that i agree with agree with you devin in regards to the deception and all the bad stuff is more or less for um you know the for lucifer yeah yeah e- <laughs> egotistical purposes right right which isn't it's just isn't a good energy it's it doesn't feed you well it's yeah. it's it, it's it's made to to deceive you down the road which is kind of that whole point as far as lucifer's category goes um which is not good yeah but and then the last point I wanted to make, our final point, which I know we're a little over time, but I feel like this is going to be a great key for people to listen to mm-hmm. yeah. and for our listener to kind of get some value from, because I feel like this is a constant battle for, for a lot of people. Oh, yeah. Um, going back to the chase of the rich and famous, because um, I, I definitely have that, that, that expectation of myself, or I have. Yeah. And it's just, it's not a healthy expectation. Granted, we can always, like I said, as far as the law of attraction, the flow of life. Yeah, I feel like it's definitely healthy to think about those things and, you know, put that stuff into fruition eventually. But you got to realize that also with with the law of attraction and the flow of life, when something is as big as you becoming famous, there is a lot of other spirits, a lot of other energies that need to find their way to you. It's going to take a long time to get that way. It's yeah. not going to happen overnight. You should never have the expectation of it happening overnight. Even in, in the scientific or the mathematical standpoint of the, the population of the earth, mm-hmm. the fact that Justin Bieber got as famous as he did was one in probably 10 billion points. Like the birth lottery. So, Right. So it, it's just insane for us to think that we could reach that sort of fame, even in regards to Justin Bieber being the unicorn. You know what I mean? So it's, it's something that we need to come to peace with that was like, we'll get there eventually. It's going to take time. Yeah. And there's a lot of things we need to learn. 
but that, that's been my assessment as far as being rich and famous. I, I have a lot of projects that I'm undergoing, and I know that those will eventually make um, a, 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 some wealth for me. But I definitely want to make sure that I remember that I have a heart in my chest and a head on my shoulders. Yeah, mm -hmm. and I mean, that, that's, that kind of segue is great. I mean, I, I definitely want to end on that point. But I think the discipline, right? The discipline is a very important right. lesson to learn. And I think the, the kind of what you're speaking on is learning that discipline and not only in, in – uh, managing expectations, but also putting in the work to reach the goals that you have set. Mm -hmm. Right. Absolutely. And, then going, and to go back to relationships, empathy and showing who you really are, even in your business relationships, say you have a team and being a leader and being empathetical as that leader and spending time with your employees, all of that is super important. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. So um, for anybody that's listening, if, if if you're a supervisor or whatever, if you hang out with a lot of people, remember to be empathetic. We'll leave that as the closing note. We are at an hour and three minutes, <laughs> four minutes now. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> that was a great but, closing note. Hey, this yeah. is an incredible podcast. I think yeah. this, this has a lot to, to dissect and learn Yeah, from. I'm definitely going to listen to this again. <laughs> I, um, I just want to throw one quick thing out there. If uh, anyone yeah. wants to talk about this anymore, by any means, please feel free to add me on Facebook. My name is Devin Patrick Kelly on Facebook. And this, uh, all of these conversations are definitely what I believe my, my purpose to life is. And I'd be happy to, to, you know, weigh in on anything that you're going through. And, uh, mm -hmm. and I appreciate both of you guys for giving me an avenue to kind of discuss some of this to a wider audience. Yeah, absolutely. You're so, you're so welcome. We sure hope we helped you a little bit to kind of open your eyes to a potential perspective. That's kind of the goal of this Ab podcast. Right? Absolutely had an epiphany about <laughs> perspective and, and how this world can be abundance or hell or whatever you want it to be. It's all on that, <laughs> that perspective level. And I think that that was a heavy lesson for me to learn. And I appreciate you guys for bringing that about. Absolutely. That's good. I'm, thank you for that reflection. So, Again, this is a safe space for anyone to speak on abstract, controversial, and intriguing topics. We are Deep Thought Therapy, and we want others to be invited. Or Please invite yourself as <laughs> guests on this podcast. Thank you for listening. I hope everyone has a great day. <laughs> Goodbye. Yes, and Devin, right, thank, thank you so much for joining us on this episode. Thank you. Thank you, Devin. Mm -hmm. All right. Bye-bye. Right. Bye-bye. Everyone. We're here today to create a safe space for anyone to speak on abstract, controversial, and intriguing topics. I'm Tiffany. I'm Jonathan. And we, we are, are Deep, Deep Thought, Thought Therapy. Therapy.